dumb fun. Somehow, heartbreak feels good in a place like this. Musical the movie the podcast. Musical the movie the podcast. Musical the movie the podcast with Andy and Steph. Hello, Steph. Good. De- Steph, hello. Can you hear me? Oh, a- Andy, yeah. are you are you okay? Sorry, I'm in an ice castle of sorts. Um, <gasps> oh, I bet you hate that. You like to be warm so much. I do love the warmth. I love. We talked about this last week. You love the snow. I love the summer. How will it ever <laughs> et cetera, work out? Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I did think about? So we are recording this uh, a couple days before it launches, and like in between now and then, we are due to have a blizzard. True. Like we are due to experience what the world of Arendelle is about to experience. That's true. And so Chicago will be hit. Will be uh, experiencing sort of what, waiting for that summer, you know, to happen to come back. Um, but alas, it'll still be mid December, uh, late December, even by the time that all this. Uh, thaws stuff uh also real quick let's talk about it last week i put up an episode that had one of our guests muted for about five minutes that's on me (laughs) um you know when you ask comedians and and uh theater people to record themselves it always goes perfectly um Mm -hmm. but that's that's putting they're real good at the technical side of it yeah and i'm always great at making sure that i then uh, juggle all those things uh Mm -hmm. when it all comes back to me so uh, sorry if you got that. Uh, if you if haven't listened to it yet, for some reason, then just re- reload your feed and there's a there's a corrected version in there. And uh, what else, Steph? Are we ready to talk about it? The, the movie that finally split our house asunder? Oh, man, I am. I truly, I've been like champing at this bit for a couple of days now. Okay. Let's talk about All it. Right. Andy, what's, um, why don't, why don't I go first? Because I think that's going to be more dramatic for our listeners. For you to ask me? Or for, for me to for, ask you? No, for... Yeah, will you ask me? Well, then, Steph, I have a question for you. Yeah. What is your relationship to the film Frozen 2013? Well, I'm so glad that you asked me that, Andy. Um, I was a full-ass adult when this movie came out, and so it just wasn't for me. <laughs> like, I am living in Madison, I'm actively avoiding kids because I've been working with them for a long time, and I'm trying not to do that. I'm actively avoiding, I'm, like, afraid to think about having kids. So uh, it's, like, a good year before I see this movie. Um, but obviously in that time, Let It Go just, like, seeps in because I, I think anyone who was alive in that year remembers how just all of a sudden there was Frozen. Um, and so, like, TVH, I didn't get it. I heard the song and I, I like I liked that people were talking about Idina Menzel because I who? was a fan. I'm sorry, who? Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Adele Dazeem. <laughs> oh, the her? wickedly talented <laughs> Adele Dazeem. Talented. Okay, thank you. Uh, this is where that comes from. We don't even. This is what I'm talking about. Like we don't even know who Adele Dazeem is yet. But so, really? <laughs> so one like, man does. <laughs> it's in his heart. One very special man does. <laughs> He's, he went to see Rent in the 90s, and he was like, I love that Adele Dazeem. She's so good. Um, and so, yeah, like, and I, I just, I didn't have the context for it. I was like, God, I, like, yeah, I hear it in her voice, but, like, what are people freaking out about? Um, and then, needless to say, like, when I did finally watch it, I got it. Um, and I was immediately hooked because the, uh, so the opening musical number the opening, it's not really a musical number, but the opening music is uh, a Samai Yoik, which is a traditional form of song from the Samai people who are from the north, north of, of this region. 
Um, and I knew this for high school choir nerd reasons. Wow. Because okay, so we... just to be clear, you're talking about Frodi Felheim's Ethan Vuley? Yeah, that's the one. Okay. All right. Um, cool. And they, so we sang like a year of Nordic and Sami music, and it's so gorgeous and so much fun to sing. And in this movie, like, they hit those, like, yeah, 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 hey, yeah. And like, as like, just gratuitous shots of glamour snow, like, I'm just obviously you y'all know I'm, me. I'm hooked. I'm pretty sure what you just did is Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> I well, I think there's you know there's some there's a fine line there. I between see it. the great Hawaiian people and the great Scandinavian yeah. uh, uh, laps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then we're gonna talk about how it's aged, but now like I just think that it's I I'm a I'm a girl who grew up in the Disney Renaissance for like. I grew up with the Disney princess and I feel like this movie is sort of the pinnacle of that era of Disney princess. It's like, you know, like the third wave feminism of Disney princesses. <laughs> and it is, uh, it's, it's both like the end of an era and the beginning of an era. Yeah, in this movie, honestly, but exactly. we'll, we'll get into so, that. so that's, so all of that to say, that's like, that's where I'm at. I have a very like kid, like fascination with this movie, despite it not being for me. Um, so what's, tell me. Tell Do you me. remember real quick why you watched it? Like, was there a kid? Was it your, your theater friends were just like, let's just watch this? Uh, I honestly don't. Like, okay, so what I do remember, I do remember that first experience happening. And then immediately after with uh, another good friend named Amanda watching one of those compilations of, of um, Let It Go in 50 Languages. And like... Like, it was, like, late enough that that already existed, and so it was, like, a hard fall. But I, like, I don't, I really, I think it was just, like, oh, maybe it's winter. It's time to watch Frozen. Might I don't well. know that particular compilation, but it sounds a lot like one of my favorite videos, which is Vin Diesel doing Groot in all the different languages. <laughs> it, is, it is exactly that. Okay. Uh, and I'm sorry, you asked me a question earlier. I didn't oh, hear yeah, it. What'd I you would... say? Tell me what what's your relationship to this movie? Thank you for your question. I uh, so the year was 2013, <laughs> and uh, it was uh, the first year that I was meeting my brother's now wife, uh, Lisa, Ooh. and she was she was in town in Memphis uh, with her son Hudson, and uh, the whole family except for me and maybe some of the nephews, some of my nephews, uh, went out to go see Frozen that night. And what I remember very much is being like, oh, Frozen, that's that Enchanted Snowman movie. Because <laughs> that's what the marketing kind of was like. Uh-huh. Was like, oh, it's a movie about a snowman. Uh-huh. And I just remember the disappointment on all their faces when they walked in the door and they were like, it was a princess movie. Uh, and they were like, it was totally marketed. They 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 bait and switched. This with isn't the for boys stuff. at all. No. And so Hudson <laughs> was very upset. I mean, Aww. you know, it, it, wasn't, it was easy to upset Hudson in those days. But uh, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Um, but he was very upset and I, but then I started hearing from, uh, friends of mine, Katie McVeigh, who I used to run a a show with here in Chicago was just like, oh, I saw Fresden. It's very good. It's, it's every, everything makes sense. And the boy asked if he can kiss the girl before he can kiss her. (laughs) And I was like, okay, well, let's watch it. And so we, I mean, I don't know what I did in those, in 2013. Was I still renting movies? Probably not. I must have like downloaded it illegally. Yeah. Uh and and watched it and uh and thought it was uh fine. <laughs> yeah. Um and uh and that's I guess that's pretty much about where it where it ends for me, uh until we rewatched it again a couple days ago. 
And and I guess I want to bring us back, all of us back, to about six hours ago when I was like, hey, we should... Uh, not six hours ago, importantly. I slept in. But uh, <laughs> I was like, hey, we should, you know, we should do our, our second watch. And I think your exact words were, ugh. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I was I was uh, surprised how much this was kind of a, a slog uh, for me, a slog of ice and fire. And <laughs> um, and so I, I, I don't know. I, I don't, there's something about like how the eyes are like a meme now, like all the, the faces <laughs> like like it's like, oh, frozenify your face by putting it into Linsa or whatever. And uh, and something about how it's just like. Like I said, the end of an era of like animation, as well as like, I don't think you could tell a story this white anymore. I mean, this is <laughs> this is like the last really really white Disney movie, and it is they went all the way white for this. They went to Scandinavia for it. There's snow everywhere. Like These literally, the, the plot fairest. of this movie is that she turns increasingly white. <laughs> there is a there is a Disney movie about a character named Snow White, and she is not as white as the characters. <laughs> In this movie. Well, speaking of that, should we should we should we invite some more white people onto this conversation? Speaking of white people, yeah, let's bring them in. Who do we got today, Steph? Well, I uh, am thrilled to welcome uh, a good friend of mine who hosts a podcast, Mom and Pop Culture, where uh, she dissects movies and pop culture through the lens of a parent with her partner and that is just juicy fodder for here that was not a sentence that made sense this movie is juicy fodder for that conversation um and she's also just like one hell of a fundraiser and if you wanted to ever raise money you call her in it's amanda dewitt welcome hi amanda hello thank you so much for having me of course i do confess i just got the title of your podcast it it just got the pun (laughs) It takes a couple tries to sink yeah. in. Oh my god! Just hearing the two of you talk about your different experiences with Frozen—one with childish delight, and one with the slog of going to a job—that <laughs> is how I have approached the movie as well. Having a little baby do it, and then having to rewatch it a billion times. Yeah, that's so. importantly what we should have mentioned also in your intro is that you are a parent of of two girls now. <laughs> That's right. And that, uh, you, you know, I, my intro for you would have been, she's the mom of one of our best friends. Uh, <laughs> but that, that person in question is a, a six-year-old, a five-year-old? Five uh, years old, and she's also the godparent of your turtles. So. That's true. <laughs> yeah, she is. yeah, she's in the will. And she will move with that turtle to Arendelle. <laughs> That's right. Oh, Gus will hate it there. I know. Yeah, well, well, oh, yeah, she'd sleep all the time. She'd hate it. Uh, let me introduce our other guest. He is Please. a good friend of mine. We, he uh, co-produces the uh, character assassination roast in Louisville, and he's on him just about every month here in Chicago as well. Uh, one of the funniest, best dudes I know. It's Kent Carney, everybody. Hi, Woo-hoo. Kent. Hello. Hi, Kent. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, doing pretty good. Uh, just found out I was white uh, in the intro. I'm uh, <laughs> grappling, <laughs> grappling with that. Uh, what did you think you good. were? I, I wasn't. I, I knew I was bearded. Uh, I, w- I was a bearded man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes you sense. You know what's funny, Kent? I think I, if you had asked me before, I would have described your race as Odin. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be thought of as wickedly talented. <laughs> 
I, I would be happy if we talked about that for the rest of the podcast. Just oh the gosh. Adele Dazeem thing. I mean, it's my no, favorite yeah, thing that's too. ever happened. It is amazing. <laughs> also, part of the reason why... Stretch why, wickedly. <laughs> stretch. <laughs> part of the reason why I think you make such a great guest for this episode is that this is kind of a comic book movie. This is kind of a superhero movie. It is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, rem- uh, I remember thinking and uh, watching the beginning, I'm like, oh, it's a shame that Xavier's uh, School for Gifted Youngsters doesn't exist. Yes, because... In- instead, the solution is lock her in her room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my God. Right? They tried that with Rogue. It didn't work. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so Elsa is definitely a mutant. We find out she's born with it. Uh, it's not Maybelline, in fact. <laughs> and um, and so, uh, yeah, it's it's very complicated. Uh, before we get into that, why don't we start with you, Amanda, and ask you, uh, we, we talked about it a little bit, but what is your, in totality, your relationship with Frozen? Yeah, so, I, you know, like both of you and, and probably Kent, but I don't know him, uh, this movie came out when I was an adult. And so having watched it um, never before, we decided to pop it on in, I think it was March of 2020, with oh, wow. a three-year-old <laughs> uh, kiddo. And um, like, it blew me away emotionally. Wow. <laughs> like, just absolutely destroyed me. Um do you have a sister? And it, I don't. Okay. No, I have two brothers. Okay. But being locked away for being too emotional was very familiar uh-huh. to me. Uh-huh. As uh, the only daughter of two, like, white parents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, um, <laughs> don't, you don't know what to do with that. Yeah, exactly. It was like, oh my god, this is this is pretty good. <laughs> um, and yeah, uh, B loved it, but I'm sure part of that was like an emotionally scarring experience to watch her mom in complete emotional collapse over, uh, you know, watching this children's film. Um, and she has been in love with it ever since. Um, it's been a mainstay in our house. It's on backpacks. It's on folders. It's on cups. It's on socks. It's on toothbrushes. <laughs> it's on toothpaste. It's on bananas. It is on everything. <laughs> Do you think she's uh, so fascinated with the time that she saw you cry that she's just trying to make it happen again? And that's why she insists on all this merch being in the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she probably part of it is like that a real deep emotional connection. And so like, I mean, there, there's this piece about her. One thing that I didn't say, but I think this is a good time for it, is that the other way that this movie is like a pinnacle and turning point is that it's sort of like the first entry in non-Pixar Disney of like, we're going to process some of our trauma through children's movies. Sure. I want to give a quick shout out to Meet the Robinsons, which is a, a great computer animated movie about adoption and time travel. All right. Well, Kent, what about you? When did you first see this movie? What's your relationship with it? Uh, I, I saw this in the theater, and actually, I, I, I think I had the exact opposite response, Andy, that your family did, because I remember <laughs> seeing the trailer for this and thinking, that looks terrible, that snowman looks super annoying, uh, I don't want anything to do with that. And um, and then, uh, I, I feel like they, and I don't know if um, Disney was specifically responding to to my response to the trade i I just remember they started (laughs) at at some point the marketing became more uh about let it go and uh marketing how how powerful that song is i remember seeing a trailer that had that song and hearing from other people like it's actually really good 
And so me and me and my then girlfriend now wife we're we're not like hashtag Disney adults, but we're not <laughs> at, at, at all above going to see a Disney movie. So we're like, yeah, all right, let's go see it, and uh, loved it. Uh, okay. Loved every second that Olaf was on screen. Wow. <laughs> um, but uh, at the same time, did not revisit it again since then until uh, 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 today uh, before this podcast. <laughs> so, right. Did you see the sequel? I did not. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, we did over pandemic and I don't remember almost anything about it, but. Andy, I swear to God, I was just about to say, I haven't. (laughs) (laughs) We watched it with a bunch of your friends, like, on Zoom. We all watched it together. It was on, like, uh, a Disney Plus party or whatever. Uh Uh-huh. I believe that. You remember this? Uh... Yeah, okay. I do... We're okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, we got it. That's for another that's for episode. another episode, you guys. <laughs> um, well, let's 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 talk a little bit about um, how this movie came to be uh, before we dive into the plot. Uh, Steph, what if I told you that this movie history starts the same year as last week's movie history, uh, and that is 1940. I would say that I, too, read the Wikipedia page this morning. <laughs> but when I did that, I gasped. Uh, it's from March of 1940, and Walt Disney goes to Samuel Goldwyn, and he's like, hey, let's do a movie about Hans Christian Andersen, and we'll do sort of, like, live-action stuff about his life, and then intermittently we'll animate his fairy tales. But they couldn't quite figure out what to do with his story, The Snow Queen. And by the way, so I read... The snow. I read the Wikipedia page for the Snow Queen. It is absolutely <laughs> bonkers. It has almost no relation to this movie. Literally, the first sentence of it is: "The devil makes a mirror that <laughs> that, that, that that makes you like uh, makes makes everything look ugly." And then the uh, all these demons try to take it to heaven because they're going to show God as reflection in the mirror. But they're laughing so much at the idea of doing this that they drop the mirror. It drops to earth, shatters everywhere, and shards of it get in people's hearts and eyes and make them see everything as ugly. So classic Frozen stuff. This um, sounds like a better movie. Honestly, I, I wish honestly. I wish we were watching this movie, honestly. It does. Yeah, I was going to say my five-year-old would love it. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's crazy. Like every sentence is a new plot twist in the Wikipedia description of this story. Uh, and then it involves a, snow, a wicked snow queen and a guy who gets a, a, a snow shard in his eye. And so he sees the girl that he loved as ugly and they have to share true love's first kiss in order for the spell to be broken and, and them to be free and be in love forever. So it does. It doesn't have sort of the twist ending this movie has. It's a classic love story type thing uh anyway so then how do we get from there to well so world war world war ii happens and disney starts focusing as it, on as making... it does to us all <laughs> as it does to us all <laughs> Sorry. Uh, oh, disney starts focusing that's on real. making wartime <laughs> propaganda and so this caused this brings a hot to that project and instead they make samuel goldwyn just makes the Han christian man anderson movie on his own like 10 years later starring our buddy danny Kay. It gets nominated for six Oscars and Disney shelves the Snow Queen. They keep trying to figure out how to make it, uh, like, basically for the next 60 years. They keep trying to figure out how to make it. And it's like, they they bring it up again after the Disney Renaissance in the 90s, but it gets scrapped in 2002. At one point, Harvey Firestein pitches a version of it to Disney executives. What I wouldn't give to hear that. Oh. Where he's just like, oh, you gotta see this girl. She's totally ice and she'll make everything ice. <laughs> Uh, but <laughs> let it go. <laughs> yeah, he sings the whole song. He's in full drag. 
but so uh, and then development begins again around 2008 and josh gad is actually attached at this point somehow uh oh my God. i know cause, like, well that's because we're like right we're like peak book of mormon right that's true it is like the beginning of the gadassance <laughs> uh he's like he's maybe on the daily show or something and uh mm-hmm. But so, uh, and Megan Mullally is going to play Elsa at this point, too. Is he dating Hubert at this point? Oh, I don't. Uh, who's, uh, who's Hubert? Hubert, it's from the um, video game movie where the end of the movie, he marries. Hubert, Hubert. that's right. Pixels. Adam Sandler's Pixels. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yes. No, I think he's still dating Gaston at this point. Oh, okay. Um... <laughs> But so he, uh, Je- Mega Molly's going to play Elsa, but then this all gets scrapped. And then Tangled I happens. That. I know. Tangled happens in 2011. And so they switch it to a computer animated movie off the, su- the back of that success. Uh, they figure out the title Frozen and we're off. There's an early table read, but there's no songs written yet. And so Kristen Bell and Adele Dazeem on their own <laughs> decide to perform uh, Wind Beneath My Wings uh, at the table read. It's just because they were just like, we'll just pick a song. And uh, apparently it was very emotional, very emotional day in the Disney uh, table read room. And then uh, to prepare for the production of this movie, art direction teams go to Scandinavia. Lighting and arts teams go to study an ice hotel in Quebec. And I guess that used up all the international travel budget because then to study snow and how people move in it, the animators are sent to Jackson Hole, Wyoming. <laughs> so, uh, and then, so then we got uh, Robert Lopez and Kristen Anderson Lopez doing the music here. Uh, Robert Lopez, of course, he, he had done Book of Mormon as well as uh, Avenue Q. Uh, and uh, and Kristen Anderson-Lopez teams up. I mean, they're married. And the first thing that they work on together is Finding Nemo the Musical for the Disney Parks, uh, which is Hell, not yes. an official. It's just like one of those like <laughs> things you go into, like the, it's like, like, a ride. Like the sock hop. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like the, the, you know, it's not an official musical. It's just for the parks. Uh, and then, okay, but it does have to be, there's a high magical floor there like it does they do have to be achieving some level of wonder fair so wait christian christian anderson lopez is not hans christian anderson in a wig and a mustache just making sure i can't prove that his movie. okay <laughs> that's that'll just be my headcanon in your headcanon she's wearing a mustache yes to, to <laughs> so that she won't be found out as hans christian anderson it's a yeah that's a, an essential part of any disguise is a mustache that's fair Come yeah on, she's Amy. she's there's Two kids under her in a trench coat. Yeah. And she sort of plays it off as like an Amy Sedaris thing. Like yeah. she's like that kind of kooky songwriter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's basically all I have about, I mean, suffice it, there is a lot of information about the production and making of this movie out there. And it was uh, tiring to read it all. So I, but that, that was sort of the most interesting points that I could pick out about the, the pre-pre of this movie. The things that I'm sort of taking away from it are like, it is a camel like made by a committee and sort of like stitched together through uh all of that time and i i feel like i sort of feel that in in like what ends up on the page and on the screen yeah specifically the boyfriend like he is like he he he's like oh no i am the bad guy <laughs> it's like <laughs> all right <laughs> okay i there could have been something about that or like the um the Duke of Weaselton, mm-hmm. Wesselton, like all of his shit feels like that someone was like, Oh, we need We, we need, need to, to make fun of white guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We need to be a little bit more self aware. 
I love how the second he's on screen, he introduces his evil intentions. Like he is uh-huh. immediately uh-huh. like, ah, yes, uh, I am uh, the most important trade partner of uh, of Frozenville, and I uh, and I must uh, uh, you know get hold of all their valuable goods. Oh, did yeah. I say that out loud? Like <laughs> this, this is like the rise. We of, just met you. It's the rise of voice actor Tudic. Uh, yeah. like yeah. like Alan Tudyk is basically going to be in every Disney movie after this to this day. Uh, he's like the voice of Iago in the live action Aladdin. He's in Wreck It Ralph and all this shit. So, uh, he he oh he even is in uh, Zootopia as a character named a weasel named Duke Weaselton, mm-hmm. uh, who oh, yeah. everyone mispronounces <laughs> as Wesselton in that movie. <laughs> Fun bet. He was Charming. he was most recently that I saw him in Disenchanted. Which Ooh. is Enchanted Ooh. 2, and he played yeah. a scroll. <laughs> a scroll. Not a scroll. Like a piece of, a no, piece of parchment. A piece of parchment. <laughs> yeah, I wow. feel like he's just like there, like he is to Disney now as like Hector Elizondo was to Gary Marshall. <laughs> you know what I was going to say? Have you, have you ever talked about, like, Heidi Klum going into her costumes every year? She does these, like, wild and elaborate costumes, and, like, she talks about how her ideal thing is to be a mattress. Like, and it's just, like, a full mattress with a face coming out, and, like, that's the kind of challenge that she wants to portray. That's what that, the Alan Tudyk as a scroll to me sure. feels like. He's <laughs> yeah. like, make me a piece of paper, I'll do it. <laughs> With both arms behind my back, I'll do it. I must shout out at this point, uh, my friend Michael Klein, a stand-up comedian in Memphis, who would sometimes perform as a character named Sting Mattress. Uh, and the whole concept was he was Sting, <laughs> but he was also a mattress. And he, w- he would get introduced, and then from the street would walk in a full-size mattress, and then a human hand would reach around the mattress, grab the microphone, and bring it back behind the mattress. And he'd be like, hey, how's it going? I'm Sting Mattress. Uh... You know, when I, when we were recording Synchronicity in 1984, Paul McCartney came in, he wanted to play a didgeridoo. I said, how about you didgeridoo-don't? But what do I know? I'm a mattress. Old ladies had their money under me. And uh, <laughs> so I just want it to be known that Heidi Klum is chasing <laughs> Michael Klein. <Yeah. laughs> uh, Big into it. All right. Well, let's let's talk about the plot stuff. Let's get into this thing. Let's get into this movie. So we have an opening in... Three prologues is sort of the best I can structure it. Prologue number one, snow. Uh, We introduce, like, all of this cool computer snow technology that they have developed uh, to animate this movie. In Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Um, It also introduces baby blonde boy and his baby reindeer. Um, This is the Sam Ioik we've talked about already. Um, And also the song Frozen Heart. I really like this as an opening number. Um, this is I read this my quote. favorite song. <laughs> really? Hell yes. <laughs> Tell me more. I, ha- I have more about it, but I would love to hear from um, you first. It feels very musical theater to me. Like, yeah. it's very like, oh, we could do this. Like, we're going to come out and lay the stage for you. Here, let's set the scene. There's a frozen heart. It's coming for you. It's really bad. Mm-hmm. And it's... Um, like very um like just worker guys being dudes which also pops up <laughs> in disney movies at the beginning all the time like i'm on a sailboat i'm this is yeah, yeah i hope, I hope. it's all the work we got 
Yeah, this that, is that like is, a Disney tradition. That is that classic Disney thing of like, there's the working class laboring happily, singing a song. <laughs> they, they got the world's their oyster. They love it out Look, there. Look, they sing because there's a great time. rhythm to it, and the rhythm fuels their work. They work sing is because great. they love work. <laughs> <laughs> As we all yeah. do. They, so yeah, I was I was just reading about this this like tradition of opening numbers that are choral work songs, and like in Disney, it's this like sailing trope from Little Mermaid and Pocahontas, um, but then also it's like the Ballad of Sweeney Todd or Look Down from Les Mis, and this is sort of like progressing that forward. I love it. Kristen Anderson Lopez said, if we could just have a song which basically says the ice is beautiful and dangerous and set up a little mystery. That's it. I do, I do want to mention sort of off of Kent's thing earlier about the name Hans Christian Andersen is that there are <laughs> there are four characters in this movie that when you say their names very fast sound like Hans Christian Andersen and it's Hans Christoph Anasven. <laughs> and I don't think that was an accident, actually. Yeah, I was yeah, just going to say that almost that's intentional. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a little too perfect. Yeah speaking of of design solved like the riddle yeah <laughs> mystery solved i i, I did want to ask have you guys heard the rumor just speaking of like you know design uh behind the movie have you guys heard the rumor that the movie frozen was created specifically so that when you google disney frozen walt disney's bio <laughs> thing doesn't come up yes yes like on yes. google no need no i 100 percent believe <laughs> that's incredible Might I, as just, well be fact. I don't know that i buy that theory but i did want it represented before before we ended the podcast thank you thank you for this important perspective of course, they, of course. the uh studio had wanted louis ck to play a regent in this movie so like <laughs> i just wonder what what movie oh, no. they, they would have then had to create to get the google off that trail you know what i mean oh no <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, this is just the first prologue, you guys. Okay, <laughs> prologue number two. Prologue number two. It's a magic prelude. Uh, baby Anna makes baby Elsa get up and play with her and their kids. So they're unpracticed at controlling their bodies and an accident happens. Anna's hit in the head with Elsa's magic. And the dad is like, I'm a ticker to a troll, I know, um, which is Grand Pobby. <laughs> I mean, it's a Disney movie. I would call these trolls both the the most underused and the most unnecessary part of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, so because of where, this is what I'm talking about with the like so many pieces, because of like where they end up in the cut, it's like, hey, what are those trolls doing here besides like selling toys? It must be from the original story, but I don't know. I would guess it's from the original story, but I also think that they represent like a um like in the way that we were talking about this being a white movie this is like a little taste of like indigeneity that pops uh-huh. up that is uh-huh. like very offensive but very classic disney yeah it's like you know who'd be great For to sure. represent that is kieran hines right <laughs> as a rock <laughs> with like messy features and like Ooh, you know <laughs> yeah like really of beer i mean was the rock busy chris rock <laughs> any number of rocks i i loved when uh you know he takes they they when kieran hines shows up he's like oh well thank god it uh it wasn't the head uh or he's, he's like it's a good thing she got hit in the head and not the heart the heart is a difficult thing to fix much easier to fix the head and if, if i'm the dad i'm like can we do this folksy homespun bullshit later my daughter is in a coma <laughs> 
So uh, Grand Poppy is his name. Uh, he fixes Anna, but has to erase all knowledge and memories of magic, which brings us to our third prologue. Do you want to build a snowman? Um, and to me, this is sort of like, I don't know, all of this is the opening, but this is really the like crux. We finally get like a classical, not finally, we get a classical musical song that gives us plot and emotional development. Um, both girls are sad about their estrangement because they have to be kept apart. And then they're also devastated when their parents die in a boat accident because they have to, because it's a Disney movie. Um, but we get this closing shot of the song with both of the sisters, like going through the same kind of loneliness on either side of a closed door. It just, it does. That really got me. I mean, the song yeah. gets let's me. talk about this song for a second because it's, it's great. Like I, I don't care about most of the songs in this thing, but this song is great. Uh, and I don't know anyone with a sister in particular who has watched it with a dry eye. Like it's, it's, it's very emotional and it's very sweet. And um, yeah, it, it, to me, I told you stuff that to me, there's like, let it go is amazing. This song is amazing. And then there's like a steep drop off to number three for me personally, <laughs> personally. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, the song rules forces us to choose favorite songs um, off the album. <laughs> Hers being Let It Go. Uh, so this is often Nate's choice. Um, and it is like that the feeling of not being able to reach somebody who you really love is so mm. painful. And, and it's, you know, the the voice acting changes from like a child to Kristen Bell. And uh-huh. it's it's just a real gut punch, like to have that in a the few song. children. I think actually they like they age them up progressively like three times in this song. Mm-hmm. It's There's funny. like they like write it into that the moment we're like, oh, we're gonna break your heart now. Yeah. Yeah, the exact moment now. <laughs> um, there's a popular fan theory that when the parents died, they or they their boat crashed and they didn't actually die there. They washed ashore onto into a jungle, had a baby in the jungle, a baby boy. Uh, then they were attacked by a, a cheetah and killed, and that boy grows up to be Tarzan, who is Elsa and Anna's uh, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Like, there's nothing there in the text. <laughs> Specifically the Phil Collins Tarzan. This, this, uh-huh. Yes, exactly. Rosie O'Donnell's there. She's having a great time. <laughs> they came from a And uh, Sink uh, is there. <laughs> yeah, no, and it's probably, like, the right time, right? Yeah, yeah the right era. Yeah, probably. I mean, yeah. if, you, if you've watched Frozen 2... They <laughs> they do answer the, what happens to the parents, and it is that they are dead <laughs> by a cheetah. I mean, there's a there's a very clear part where like Olaf gives a rundown of the first movie. He's Mister Exposition, and so he literally says, "Oh, at least they have their parents. Their parents are dead." <laughs> and it's Beast's favorite part of Frozen Two. <laughs> um that's all i have for this song it's just it's so sweet and that closing shot and then we go to coronation day it's coronation day (laughs) um we get a little tour of arendelle which is like fully nordic disneyland like it's just like it's a small world 
but it's animated in the movie. And with all white people uh, instead of... And, and only white people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, important, importantly different from It's a Small World. Yeah. Um, and uh, the song is For the First Time in Forever because they're opening the gates for the first time in forever. It ends with Anna getting a meet cute with Hans, played by Santino Fontana. Uh, and we go through Elsa's coronation. It's in a beautiful Nordic chapel. There's a sweet moment between the sisters. Sometimes when um, I'm waking up the girls, I will open their blinds and sing, open up the drapes. (laughs) (laughs) Some parenting gold right there. Classic mom stuff. A thing I noticed watching the, the, that number uh, this time was, I feel like this is sort of the prototype for Kristen Bell's entire career where it is, we are presented with a, a a woman who is like an 11 and we're, the movie is forcing us to pretend she's like a seven <laughs> yes. because she's yes. so awkward. Yeah. And quirky and she bumps into people. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> yeah. And like makes you laugh effortlessly while doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, come on. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. She's beautiful and weirdly charming. Terrible. Lock her, <laughs> lock her in a dungeon. How will, will she say, ever? This has been an important parenting text to be like, hey, if you are beautiful and wonderful and vivacious, there are going to be people who will try to prey on you. And like, yeah. Yeah. you don't have to trust the first person who walks through the door who tells you you're special because you are. So there's that's a nice piece to hold on to from this film. For sure. I love that. I'll also mention that I know this guy who voices Hans from uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Yes. Uh-huh, where he's like uh-huh, kind of the romantic uh-huh, lead. Uh-huh. So one thing, the movie is obviously, this is going to be like a reveal, a big reveal. And we'll talk about how great of a reveal it is. But Hans is evil. Like Hans is a bad guy in this story. Um, and I think it's really fun once you know that to look through like where that's peppered in. Um, and like, importantly, they have this like meet cute and it's not there at all. Like he, we, like truly we see them like bumping into each other and we see his like wonderment, which maybe we can later think is like him seeing an opportunity or whatever, but like, it's just, you know, he, it's just kind of this very cute charming, moment. Actually. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and she becomes the first, uh, a piece of trivia I read is that she becomes the first Disney princess to share a song with the villain. Ooh. Oh, this is at like the party um, for Elsa's coronation. They like have an awkward moment. And so Anna runs to her distance and she runs to Hans for comfort. Who's been like rehearsing his charm and they sing this beautiful duet. It's like, I, Andy, you said something that was really interesting earlier that I love. Well, just like when you watch it and you know that he's evil, you sort of see how she leads everything and he kind of comes behind her and follows and echoes all her opinions and you see that like there's a point where uh he he they sing a line where he says you and she says and i and i'm like oh that's the same person so even <laughs> even here if he says you and she says and i then they're both talking about her so even here he's not even saying that he has feelings for her uh and you just see like they're always a little bit out of, out of sync it's just like little things that truly like you would absolutely not notice if you were meeting this having to meet cute with this person if you're know. like swept up in the emotion yeah. of never having had an adult relationship yeah. with, with a human. I, I remember watching it and and I remember being genuinely very surprised by the reveal. And I think they do a good job because uh, I, 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 the moment that she goes after Elsa and is like, 
I'm leaving you in charge of the kingdom person I've uh, just met. No, okay. five minutes hours. ago, yeah. That, that, sh- that should sort of be the indicator, like, oh, this might blow up in her face. But I, they do such a good job of, like, A, sort of cluttering, because, like, uh, Elsa is sort of our complicated antagonist. And then we've also got the Alan Tudyk Duke being the sinister, oh, my, I have evil hidden intentions. And uh, we're, so A, we're distracted by that. And 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 also the fact that there we see we see all these moments where Hans is like he's a Hans could take advantage of the situation but doesn't where he's like appealing to Elsa's humanity and uh, he's uh, handing yeah, out cloaks to the to the village people when so when yeah, Winter yeah. falls yeah 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 like yeah so they I think a yeah a really really surprisingly well done bad guy reveal I give them a lot of credit yeah. for that and like also. For the, and getting a little bit ahead of ourselves here, but for the fact that, like, even when it is revealed that he's the villain, you're like, oh, she needs true love's first kiss from Kristoff then. But that's not what it is either. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And so they kind of, there's this double reveal that they get you on, and, and it is really well, like, couched, I think. Does yeah. anyone know Hans's, besides Steph, know Hans's uh, last name, canonically? Take a guess. Is it, is it Christian Anderson? <laughs> no, no, it is Gruber. <laughs> love it love that for him i do too <laughs> that's lovely in the text yeah. <laughs> uh weird fact uh aubrey plaza's uh middle name canonically is nakatomi so uh <laughs> that also ties in aubrey nakatomi plaza did not know that yeah yeah that's yeah, canon you know yep. that's canon yeah. Yeah. it's pure <laughs> life <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, it's beautiful. That's what we're here for. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he's here for. <laughs> okay, so uh, so they sing this duet and like get married, and even in it, they're like, "Hey, this is crazy." Um, and then they go and ask Elsa for her blessing, and she has the very appropriate "This is ridiculous" reaction. Um, and yeah, the very appropriate uh, throwing ice spikes at everyone in the party. Uh, okay, so then it escalates. So now, now they're like just having a fight, but again, Elsa doesn't actually like understand what's happening in her, and so she like unleashes these defensive pointy icicles. Like she like literally builds a protective spiky wall around herself, um, and then you know runs away. She does, she does those like Miss Marvel style ice steps on the ocean water. Um, and then in her wake, the world freezes behind her. Obviously, there's this very sort of, I mean, it's this theme of a lot of X-Men comics where it's like, oh, if she had spent all that time learning how to control her powers and use them instead of hiding herself away, then maybe we wouldn't be in this whole mess. I, uh-huh. I always think of it as like a trauma story, too. Like, here's childhood trauma. Like, yes. we saw it happen. And then rather than um, unpack it or, like, have parents who, uh, like, allow it to air out and to, like, talk about it and be like, wow, that must have been so scary to hurt your sister. It's like, no, 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 (laughs) no. Like, close, 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 close. And then when she has to put up a soft boundary with her sister, not her parents, she's not a kid anymore. It's like, ice spikes. Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. It's actually a very hard boundary. She she knows one kind of boundary. Yes. Yeah. Sharp. Yeah. A sharp boundary. Pointy. 
the metaphor the metaphors of all that are are are, are like well done and interesting but it is that because th- you know you're talking about the the x-men resemblance i always think because like uh it's sort of like professor x in the movie logan where they're uh like the bad guys are all trying to to get professor x because he's he doesn't have control of his powers and he's like wiping people out and it's like that's i feel like a good reaction like i feel like fear is the correct response to this lady throwing ice spikes that she can't control everywhere you know what i mean like sure i think it is a a reasonable reaction it sort of gives us this like we can understand everyone in everyone's actions in like we can understand every point of view that's happening and how it adds up to conflict no assholes here yes yeah. Well, I mean, there are some Until later. here, but like, Everyone's right? But like, here. <laughs> everyone, everyone sucks here. here. <laughs> I I think that um, the context for Elsa doing that, and then for Anna going after her, like, it's all just like, oh shit, this is just everybody's just escalating, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. No yeah. one knows how to how to resolve how to how to deescalate. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So Anna goes after her. Uh we've talked about how she leaves Hans entirely in charge of Arendelle. Um, and then we get a snowflake wipe to the top of the North mountain. Is it really Elsa's a snowflake processing. wipe? I mean, it's, it's like, yeah, wow. it's, it's like a, a sky and it's full of the snowflakes <laughs> that are there. And then like they transition down to Elsa. <laughs> um, <laughs> and she, uh, I mean, like she's processing it. It's let it go. It's, it's the perfect musical song right like i it's uh she so like what's happening in the song is elsa's processing and celebrating the release of all of her fears that were all of her fears that were controlling her um and in her joy she builds a new home and a new persona oh it's just beautiful and really powerful and um b and i would listen to it in the car going on drives and like i remember just like like, you know, 2021, kind of still pandemic-y, like, just driving down the road, like, hitting that note and being like, oh, that feels so good. And then having a five-year-old be like, mom, can you not sing? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was stuff with me while we watched it this morning. No, truly <laughs> never. I had that thought when I, I five-year-olds get to be assholes, but I squashed that. <laughs> She wasn't even being an asshole. It was like, you know, I was being a ham. (laughs) I, that moment, that first moment when the song first lightens and like, it's been like her processing everything. And then she, it's, she says, let it go. And it's bouncy. And she's like first joyfully creating some snow. It just is so, they've like captured what that light feels like. Honestly, I can't think of anyone else except uh, Adele Dazeem to do this song like it, she's oh, yeah. just like I mean I god her and Rent and then in Wicked and then you're like okay yes this is this is a pinnacle <laughs> of that <laughs> that character that I think she always gets to play of like I'm free yeah I mean I will say that there's a one of the, my favorite things I read about her casting in this movie is that she tries out for the lead in Tangled and she doesn't get it, but it's a producer or director of both of the movies uh, has her audition on a video on her iPhone and brings it to like the rest of the producers. And that's how she gets cast in this movie. And I'm like, 
that's how she gets cast in this movie and not from her <laughs> extensive resume and Tony's. Right. But yeah, because this movie does sort of um, raid Broadway a little bit, which I feel like they hadn't done oh, a lot. Very much. But Josh Gad that. is here and uh, Groff is here. I think Santino... Uh, like you have Groff and he only sings that one tiny song. Yeah. Like he's not even here to just, sing. He sings right. You're too. swimming in riches. Yeah. Mm. Every time I see him and he's not there to sing, I'm like, this is a little weird. It's sometimes fine, but it's sometimes weird. What? Oh, the Matrix Four uh, is a, is the weirdest <laughs> Jonathan Groff casting you'll ever see. Man, it's a great movie. turn though. Yeah. I guess I'll have to try to watch that movie again. <laughs> yeah oh i don't okay let's all let's all reconvene okay in a month patreon episode the on matrix the matrix Four. hell yeah hell i yeah. truly would love that yeah, totally. okay um okay the other things that i want to say here I, I need to talk about some visual things so her the when she builds the her glass castle and it sort of like shifts from this snow thing to like now you call that glass by the way well, it's, it's like glass ice. This is what I'm saying is that she she's like shifting from moving to just no to like, no, I can like make like huge glass structures if I wanted to. Um, it's just, it's a really, it's an interesting choice there. It's like one um, of my favorite songs with the word fractal in it too. Yeah. Yes. She really How dare it you too. make me love yeah. that. Frozen fractals. Yeah, she gets it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the the podcast audience won't get the experience on the Zoom of seeing the smile on Andy's face. Steph, every time you say glass, Andy clearly <laughs> just wants to say, it's still ice. It's still ice. <laughs> he has to live with me in the delight of winter. Because I'm like, let's go outside. Like, let's go for a walk on the lake. I'm like, it's December. Yeah. It's beautiful. We could go for a walk on the lake if we wanted to. <laughs> highly recommend not yet um yeah not yet. importantly not yet um <laughs> but then the other moment is when she finally like really fucking lets it go and her hair falls oh, down yes mm. Ugh, outfit change like, mm-hmm. outfit change <laughs> like the most it just and then <laughs> i know um but then i also want to talk about how there's a little animating glitch here so like her braid falls down and like the way that it passes through her shoulder is like only possible because it's a computer. Like it just like it fully, pa- it's just a really fun little like moment where- Yeah, her brain fully kitty prides through her uh, yeah. arm. Uh, so she has more powers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't explored. Yeah. Her intangibility powers are overshadowed. Yeah, everyone who's making it is so like overcome with the beauty of that moment. Like they just like forgot to look to check that it all made sense. I, lo- I love at the very end of the song that just that cold never bother me. And then the, the door slam, like she all but drops a mic. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a mo- that she just has this moment of like, yeah, I just sung that badass song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did it. Uh-huh. She does what, you know. what Steph and I call the Godfather move, which is where she just closes the door <laughs> in your face. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about the song. I, I, I mean, I do want to say it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah, and that is. this is maybe, um, so uh, I guess, again, getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, but over the credits, there is a Demi Lovato version of this. And I think this is maybe when Disney Why? figured out they didn't need to do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I will say they picked it back up for Frozen 2, but they brought in like Weezer 
and like some like weird like adult choices to like uh casey musgraves i think is on it too there's like i like that as a little nod to like hey parents here's something for you (laughs) here's something for you i mean like something for you olds right it's definitely (laughs) after the um credits and then also uh yeah weezer panic at the disco too (laughs) wow And they're all and doing the songs from Frozen 2. And this is on the soundtrack. It's not on... On the soundtrack. It's not like a special the second album. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. Wow. Interesting. I do. I feel like what I do want to say about Let It Go is that if I, if I had kids and had to watch this movie all the time, I would find a way to pretend that this was the beginning of the movie. <laughs> because <laughs> the stuff leading up to it, I just... I like it's, you know, I, I just... Some of the songs are okay, but I feel like you just, and you know, this is just, I, I, I sense I'm outnumbered here, but I just, I feel like all of it, I'm just like, I could, I could do with starting the movie just right here yeah, and be okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, the rest of it just, yeah. I will say after feel- the seventh screening, I, we don't really start the movie anymore. It's just like resume play. <laughs> <laughs> so, whatever parts we, you're getting wherever in this, in we this next 30 yes, minutes. We've long we're forgotten where school. Frozen begins or ends. Yes. <laughs> it simply is. <laughs> it's yeah, like how is I am this? with a Christmas story. I'm like, oh, I, <laughs> I've never watched this movie front to back. I just watch it wherever it is on TNT on Christmas Day. <laughs> What's the beginning? What's the end? I have no idea. I don't know where any of these vignettes fit yeah. together. Yoo-hoo! Oh, is that where Anna we're at? is. <laughs> That's where we're at. Right. Anna Love is uh, trudging through the snow and has her second knee cute with Kristoff, who is the grown-up kid from the beginning. And this happens in a little store on the mountain featuring Disney's extreme eye roll scare quotes here first gay characters uh, as the proprietors of the store in sauna um and we get uh jonathan groff's little little number reindeers are better than people which i think is maybe my number two song this duet for jonathan groff and himself yeah and as himself as uh as sven yeah so yeah also we haven't talked there's this is like a recurring thing that Kristoff like gives the voice for sven um i i just find it very charming i find the song charming i want to live the his soothing gentle vibrato closing off don't let the frost bite bye (laughs) oh i i love i love the him talking for sven as as someone who like like 40 percent of the conversations I have with my wife are us narrating what we think the dog is saying <laughs> at any given moment. I'm like, I, I identify with this. Also, we sort of skipped over a moment. I really like where uh, Anna falls into a pot, a puddle and her dress becomes frozen and <laughs> yes. she has to walk into this store with her dress frozen and it looks awesome. It just, there's something very funny about the way they animated it where her dress yeah. truly doesn't move at all. Yeah. And just and just and clunks like, against the front step when she yeah. gets yeah I like that just, just generally yeah like this this movie does so such an amazing job with like and I don't have the animation knowledge uh or like vocabulary to really express it well but I just love what it does with like the textures of things the the textures of different ki- t- kinds of ice and uh mm-hmm. different kinds of fabric I just I think it's really that stuff is really well done and interesting i think that's why they switched it to computer animation because they knew they were going to do all this stuff with frozen fractals 
and uh, <laughs> and all the and all, all the, the glass stuff and all the glass. So much glass. And all the glass. glass. So much glass. Yeah. In this movie. Why didn't they call it glass? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a movie about a girl who everything she touches turns to glass. Where's the light? <laughs> um, so next is the <laughs> next is the wolves in the woods sequence. Uh, Anna and Kristoff are establishing their spirited bantery rapport. Wolves attack. They lose Kristoff's sled, which he just paid off. Uh, we get another cute conversation with Kristoff voicing Sven's thoughts. We're just like establishing our questing party. Um, and then they are walking a little while later through like this frozen willow forest. Looks delightfully magical. Uh, and they meet a snowman, Olaf. Oh. He likes warm hugs. Love I can't Olaf. imagine feeling neutral about Olaf. I, I think either you're like charmed by him or he's grating. I, I was blown away how much I loved Olaf. Just every syllable out of his mouth is perfection. I just, uh. I'm kind of a pendulum <laughs> about it, if I'm being honest with you. There are things I love and then there are things where I'm just like, stop talking. Josh, <laughs> Josh Gad, stop riffing, stop riffing. I don't have a skull or bones or bones. Like that is so clearly a riff to me. Like when I heard that, yeah. I was like, "There's no way this is in a script. This is definitely an improvised." And then I did read that he would riff a lot in the booth just to make the producers laugh. I I really like uh, Olaf and Sven's relationship. Mm-hmm. Now, which then are you talking about? <laughs> because Olaf famously thinks that Kristoff's name is Sven too. Oh, excellent! Yes, I was talking about. <laughs> So does Nate, actually. We've watched this movie a million times. <laughs> uh, Nate is my husband. And I, yeah, the uh, their relationship is like kind of adversarial in some way. Yeah. <laughs> and like comes up in some of the other Frozen properties as well in Frozen 2. But also they have like a holiday special where like they, I think, they really get a lot get of time along. together. Yeah, finally. <laughs> a lot of it has to do with the fact that his nose is Sven's favorite snack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a classic written in the stars conflict. Not to mention also uh Kristoff's favorite snack because he'll often just share a carrot with Sven and one of the most disgusting Bully I mean, they in say, the uh, mouth. They say uh, well a reindeer's mouth is the cleanest part of its body, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so we also get here Olaf's song in summer, which is a song all about how Olaf the snowman uh loves warm things. And uh, it has one of my favorite reaction shot memes, which is it like cuts back to Kristoff and Anna going, I'm going to tell him, don't you dare. To explain the sort of concept of the song is that he really wants to live in summer. He can't wait to see what it's like for a snowman in summer, but he doesn't, he doesn't know that he would just melt. Yes. But he seems to really want to see heat and experience heat. And he does it to a little soft shoe number with a cane and top (laughs) hat. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, there's um an in a video someone made on the internet of a moment where he like faces the puddle and looks down and there's like a little pause and in this video it changes to sepia tone and goes to the jerry gary jewels mad world song i'll find it and post it somewhere okay i love that that's such a great little moment of like, oh no. And then he's like, nope, com- still completely oblivious. I just, yeah, no, that's a great, I just, that number's great. Just the comedy of it is just fantastic. Yeah. So now we get to Elsa's castle. 
the only other thing I want to mention on the way is that there's a moment when Anna jumps off the wall of a mountain and yells catch and then it's like wow that was like a crazy trust exercise and I just feel like that's her entire character in one emblematic moment like she's just gonna do it and like trust that it'll be fine but also like comment on it um so Anna and Elsa have their confrontation they get a reprise right before that is one of my favorite moments which is where Kristoff goes whoa a lot of ice (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, weirdly, he thinks the glass is ice. I don't know. I, 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 I don't. <laughs> that was like a, a uh, I, I guess they didn't get a second take of that, but uh, they used it and uh, it works, I, I guess. I don't know, yeah. <laughs> I do like what a dork he is. Like, he's just like <laughs> yeah. a classic dork. Like, just like, my work is ice and it's also my hobby. <laughs> yeah. I'm an ice man. He's so excited by the ice castle because he's like, oh, this is, this is my job. This is, I, this is my, I've got to see, I got to see this. And she's honest, just like, no, you got to stay outside. <laughs> Not for you, bud. Yeah. Uh, there was a have... castle made of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think I want to go there. <laughs> uh, so Anna and Elsa have their little confrontation. They have a reprise of the counterpointy parts of For the First Time in Forever. I really like the various musical exercises that they do here. Um, and then the music culminates in this moment where Elsa once again uh, emotionally explodes and hurts Anna, confirming everything that she's ever known about the need for isolation. Um, and then she makes an ice monster, abominable snowman thing. I learned that his name is Marshmallow. Mm. Um, and he chases the gang down the mountain. Is he back in Frozen too? No, he is not, but he is okay. in several of the Frozen books. Oh, wow. <laughs> and um, he's in the Frozen Lego kit. Ooh. Perfect. Uh, I just want to say one quick thing on the topic of podcasts and this movie is that they they say the words lock the gates 17 times in this movie, which, if you don't know, is in the intro to Mark Maron's podcast, which was very popular in 2013. <laughs> Uh, which is from Almost Famous, where he his character yells, lock the gates on these fuckheads. <laughs> and so every time they say, lock the gates in this movie, I would, to, to Seth Chagrin, yell, lock the gates on these fuckheads. <laughs> yeah, so also Anna has been winter cursed. So they're going to go to Kristoff's family, who are the magical rock trolls from the prologue. Um, and the rock trolls are going to try to convince Anna to marry Kristoff through the song Fixer Upper. It's the last song. I and think, it's no right? one's yeah. favorite. And I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't know what to say. It's like, <laughs> what I wrote here is it is a truth universally acknowledged that Disney is going to shoehorn in a cute sidekick they can sell as a toy. <laughs> For sure. That, that's sure. what the song is to me. But that they did that with Olaf. I know. Why did they do more? Sven. This movie's lousy uh, with cute side. I wonder if this is the uh, husband and wife writing to each other, and they were like, "No, you have to leave it in." Mm-hmm. Like if they wrote all the songs, you know. Like, well, apparently they wrote like twenty-eight songs for this thing, and then cut it down to like the eight that are in the movie. Wild. This song seems to be because, like, I feel like the attitude that this song's presenting—that like, oh, it's a woman's job to uh, fix a man—is like, I feel like that the backlash to that attitude has like become part of the discourse so much that you not not to be all you couldn't do that today but like you couldn't and probably shouldn't do that song today you know if they made this movie today (laughs) they also have a wild line in it where 
he uh they say uh they're they're listing Kristoff's flaws and they go uh his thing with the reindeer that breaks nature's laws or something I'm like they are they implying it's a little he, outside of nature's laws it's <laughs> <laughs> fair seems that's, like a strong implication that seems to be the implication maybe he's it's the talking doing the talking for them maybe maybe (laughs) (laughs) you guys just want to fuck a reindeer i get it (laughs) it's like you guys are trolls are on dancer it's like you guys know you're trolls right (laughs) (laughs) everything you do is outside nature's laws you're magic trolls i don't want to fuck any reindeer but vixen sounds hot (laughs) all right yellow light fair fair my fault did um one demerit one demerit. Give okay, it over. Fine. Let me ask this. <laughs> Did Sven always live with this was something I didn't really follow, and it might just be my fault as a viewer. Did cause cause Sven follow like we see in the beginning when we first encounter the trolls, Sven is sort of like spying on the Is that when he gets adopted by the trolls? Chris, I think you mean Kristoff. Yes. Yeah, he's with I'm Sven sorry. Also. Yes. Um, you got that Nate <laughs> yeah. syndrome. <laughs> I got that Olaf disease where I'm calling everybody Sven. Uh, yeah, sorry, Kristoff, little kid Kristoff uh, sees the trolls uh, healing Anna the first time. So is that, like, yeah. did the trolls just... There's a little, like, throwaway line where one of the trolls is like, I'm gonna keep you. Oh, that's right. And But, but like, we don't understand, like, where his parents are. Yeah. Why is he out there picking it's up ice with all these they just... men? And then it's just, like, implied at a later date that he has been living his whole life as a troll person. Yeah. They just stole a baby. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah, there's <laughs> yeah, there's, the, there's parents somewhere in Arendelle who think that they lost a child to the ice. Uh-huh. They just weep over his portrait every fortnight. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh. All right. So now having reached having having concluded the musical portion of this movie we are now in the in the wrap up the plot climax um so we go back to the castle for anna to get a true love kiss because that's what's going to cure her frozen heart um an act of true love i should importantly say um but we have this swoop oh anna if only there was someone out there who loved you great reveal delicious little villain confession Hans has been the bad guy. And then also it just immediately transitions into him talking to this room of men who it's not like clear who they are, or why they get to be the one sanctioning uh, accusations of treason, but they do. Um, and so he goes from the, his villain confession into this performance for those dudes um, where he charges also with treason. Um, and at it, it's just, like writing that out now about a movie from 2013 is like a little bit spooky. Like who are these guys and why do they get to like claim that this thing just happened? I don't know. I don't love it. There's also, he's also like, um, yeah, Anna died. Elsa killed her. Tr- trust me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then Olaf comes in. He saves Anna by turning on the fire. Wow. So this is heat. I love it. Don't touch and he it. loves it. Don't touch love it. Love the stuff. Even though he's melting, he still is like, oh, no, but I still like it. Oh, but you've all, there's that little Valentine shot of Olaf saying, some people are worth melting for. <laughs> it's cute. It's um, and then it all goes down on the fjord. Anna is running for Kristoff because they figured out that Kristoff's the one who loves her. Elsa has escaped. 
Anna saves Elsa, but then gets frozen. But then she saved Elsa, and that was the act of love. And love will thaw. It wasn't true love between a man and a woman. It was true sisterly love. Agape. I think, I mean, it's very, um, who did My Neighbor Tortoro and um, uh, Miyazaki. Very, yeah. yeah, very Miyazaki to be like, no, sure. it's it's familial mm-hmm. love. It's sibling love. It's love with your community. It's not <laughs> romantic yeah. love. That's the only one that counts. Um, and I'm glad that it took until 2013, the year of our Lord, <laughs> to, <laughs> to see it on a, on a Disney screen. I do love the unconventional, uh, you know, just, just breaking the convention of like, you know, true love's kiss and all that. But I, like from a, from a plot perspective, it is weird that like, uh, because going back to what the troll says about, oh, if a uh, good thing, it was uh, just the head because the heart is much more complicated. If he, if she got hit in the heart, all she would have to do is genuinely regret what she accidentally did and then hug her sister. But uh, luckily it was just the head. So all we have to do is remove all the memories of her head from about the magic and complicate her relationship with her sister. unnecessarily. Uh-huh. It just seems like, wow, we, we, uh, it seems like a lot happened for nothing because of this reveal (laughs) the ultimate like if they just had a conversation that would solve all of this and it's like they made a whole movie about that problem because they never explain why they can't just tell anna like hey we had to remove all your memories so you wouldn't die but your sister is uh magic so just be careful well i think it goes back to i mean my you know just the idea that it's trauma yeah. It's nobody nobody does it well and it's you know you're thinking like oh we have to hide this thing when really you don't. Yeah, that's true. And like yeah, and the way that it passes down too because like you know the parents have their own trauma and dealing with their kids trauma is triggering their own stuff and so in order to help people through you have like that's how the shit builds and snowballs. No pun intended, but pun okay. appreciated. Okay, she's on one. <laughs> when you when you say no pun intended, what you're doing is intending the pun. I've always this is my hard, <laughs> this is my hard and fast rule on no pun intended. Can I just very quickly ask a question about um, Hans's horse? I'm so sorry. This is from so such an earlier part of the movie, but maybe I missed it. But when she gets to the trading post slash sauna. She, she's on Hans's horse and and then she goes, she's like, all right, well, I'm going to go in there. And then she goes in there where it's warm and and then immediately departs with uh, with Kristoff and Sven on his sleigh. And it seems like the horse just gets left to go F himself. <laughs> like, I, is there a moment of like yeah. you had you had back until like, I don't think there's any moment where she there's a moment where we the see well-being. the horse get back. It's like a horse that we've seen um, have complex thoughts and actions yes. earlier in the movie. <laughs> yes. But um, where in the world do they eat horse? Is that... <laughs> Ooh, uh, definitely Ikea places. So that's like, this movie is definitely an Ikea place movie. Yeah. I, I think we're gonna... Oh, that's why there's so much glass in Ikea. <laughs> okay, the only other... Um, plot things that I want to mention are um that the Samayoik music returns once everything thaws which I just I really love as like a, a balance 
um the first time i saw this movie i was extremely terrified that they were all going like when they were on the frozen water and that when it all melted they were just gonna drown yeah um mm-hmm. but a boat appears and it's just fine but like it did really get me and the water apparently warms up to a uh habitable temperature even though that would be its own uh cataclysmic event <laughs> uh-huh um, but then also that the last sort of shot that we see is that Elsa is getting to use her powers in happy ways and they're celebrated by Arendelle. Um, so it's like, it is very much this like community love and acceptance. Um, and then also I wanted to shout out that uh, for this for this community, uh, the ending happy state is that they get to do winter sports year round. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a very quick turnaround for the peasants i feel on how uh uh oh the this uh monster who has threatened her threatened our very lives and livelihood is now cool again yeah but she lets us go ice skating so we yeah, yeah. we do we do love dice we the do witch, love and then just like <laughs> yay the witch <laughs> we love the witch yeah, <laughs> they watched Wicked, so <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, that's, that's about it. the size of it, right? And then that's we got frozen. our Demi Lovato song. Uh, yeah. Demi, Demi Lovato song takes us home. Oh, we do have a little, um, our first, I, I don't know if it's our first, I'm not a Disney expert, but an after credit scene, which, um, uh, yeah. I don't think we're very um, popular then. It's with Marshmallow, the monster, yeah. and he finds a little tiara. The weirdest part about, I mean, and Demi Lovato, I think, is very talented and a great singer, but like, she must have listened to Adina Menzel sing this have been like what am i doing here right you know what i mean well let's talk uh well let's see uh, let me see if i have any leftover trivia bits i want to get to so in 2014 elsa was the 88th most popular baby name and it had never been on the list before wild i just think it's weird how how much movies shape name popularity the, uh, like my wife's uh favorite bit of movie trivia is how the name madison for girls did not exist until the movie splash and then it, and now, and now, now we've got it. There's a, a wrestler named Soraya in AEW, and she uh, apparently there's a character named Soraya in the new Avatar movie, and she just tweeted about it and was like, "Well, fuck me, I guess." I guess <laughs> there's gonna be a, a bunch of Sorayas in the next year. Hilarious. Oh, um. So, uh. So yeah, let's talk about if we were to make this movie again, which again seems wild because it just happened. Okay. Okay, but, but I want to think a little bit about Megan Mullally <laughs> while we're <laughs> well, talking about worlds that might be. Well, yeah. I think what would have to happen and what will probably happen, what Disney does seem like they're on track to do, is a live action remake. Ooh, that is their favorite thing. So I guess do we want to talk about if there's any casting that jumps out at us about that? Anything at all about what they would do differently? I guess what I want it. So if it's a live action, it's got to be kids right like you have to ha- you like you have to have someone who's like actually 20 if they're gonna be playing someone who's actually 18 Doja I, mean, I mean Kristen Bell still looks 17 yeah so. <laughs> but like okay so here's my question is where would you fit in Idina and Kristen into a live action remake like what are their cameos I feel like I, <laughs> I want them to be some of those trolls <laughs> I was gonna say the the uh, sauna owners Oh, yeah. I love gay that. sauna owners. Gay sauna owners. Yeah. I feel like Idina Menzel's cameo is a voice cameo where she dubs of her vocal performance of "Let It Go" over whatever <laughs> poor sap has to play. <laughs> because <laughs> why not? It's so funny too. Like we always try to think about ways to, um, like, make these movies not so white when we reboot them. But like, 
it would make almost no sense for there to be anyone but the whitest people you could imagine. Right. In these. Now, I say that, but then, like, also, it doesn't, it truly doesn't right. matter. Like it's, like, it's magical fiction anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but I will say Frozen 2 is from an indigenous, it has an indigenous perspective to it. Mm. Indigenous to where? To the Denmark or wherever the hell <laughs> they're supposed to be. <laughs> okay. I mean, but the, the, this, the uh, opening and closing singing is from the indigenous population there. And so they go into like, oh, there's these white people that come to this place. So <laughs> they do, okay. they do yeah. answer the question. <laughs> Because they, they go in, the Frozen 2, I, I read like a little bit of the Frozen 2 Wikipedia just because I was curious after watching this movie. They kind of go into how she got her powers, right? Or like what caused them? Or am I, did mm-hmm. I do that wrong? Yeah, okay. yeah. And colonialism. Yeah. I, that See, I think that would be interesting <laughs> to try to, if maybe part of the remake could be merging that bit of it into the beginning of Frozen. Because I feel like the... Like, again, until Let It Go, I feel like the storytelling is so jankety that uh, mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like a little more because we're just sort of we just sort of have to very suddenly deal with. Oh, by the way, this this chick has ice powers and that's uh, that's her thing. I mean, I do want like a post credit scene where like Samuel L. Jackson walks in with someone who has fire powers and he's like, <laughs> starting a team. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, also, Planet I, I do just want to quickly mention that uh, Steph's favorite uh, Samuel L. Jackson and James McAvoy movie is Ice. <laughs> that you did just me. want to mention that. Yeah, <laughs> just real quick. Uh, I, I feel like in the, if you're going to do live action, when I think more, more of those X-Men fights, because the, the, like the combats, the thing where she's fighting the, the King's men or whatever, you know, the, the soldiers or whatever is very cool. Uh, it's great. Yeah. It's a th- I've always said anytime there's power stuff, that's like the most interesting stuff in the movie. Yeah. Disney, like Disney makes surprise. Like I've always said, toy story three is the best X-Men movie. And I feel like Fro- frozen <laughs> frozen is like at least the third best X-Men movie. Moana is a great superhero movie. To yeah. Me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Coming soon to musical, the movie, the podcast. Surely, you know what's funny about um that transition too is that like I love the the perspective of like the kids who were actually kids at this time, and there's a a little girl I know who is nine and is like exactly this age, and in like 2015 2016 uh, one of her parents asked if she wanted to like if she was excited to see the frozen people and she just yelled no we like moana now <laughs> beautiful uh well let's uh let's talk about the a uh the song because uh this movie won two oscars it won best animated feature and it won best original song of course for let it go uh starting the path for uh Robert Lopez to be an EGOT. Um, and uh, and so uh, we're going to... Not starting the path, I guess, because he had won Tony's for Avenue Q uh, and stuff. But uh, but certainly his, his ah in the EGOT. <laughs> um, but uh, so whenever we remake a movie, we what do you do? You do put an original song in there to try and win that best original song Oscar. And uh, and so that's what we've done here. I don't. I can't remember if I mentioned on the air how first drafty this 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 particular <laughs> song is. Um, but 
basically when it came down to it, something that really fascinated me in this movie was Olaf's fascination with heat. Uh, And I know there is a whole song about that, but I wanted to dig a little bit deeper into that and um, really do something for the kids. Um, Disclaimer, don't let your kids hear this song. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, so we're, I'm just going to play this song. The song is called, what is this song called? The song is called Fire Makes Me Melt. Uh, It is an exclusive on Musical the Movie, the podcast. Uh, it, it is what it is. Here we go. <laughs> yes, it's true that ice and snow make up my cold, cold hide. But I can't deny that something warmer burns deep inside. While I'm afraid this revelation might thicken my plot, I can't deny that I find fire, frankly, fairly hot. I want to be charred, I want to be burned Just throw matches on me till I toss and squirm I want to be baked, I want to be lit Just put a rod through me and roast me on a spit I want to be seared, I want to be singed And when we're done you can just stick me in the fridge So please don't be concerned about my frigid ice cold pelt We can clean it all up later because fire makes me melt Yes, it is so cold in my hometown of Arendelle, but my idea of heaven is TBH burning in hell. So torture, 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 torch me, that would be the best. This is a song of ice and fire, but without all that incest. So bring the charcoal briquettes, because my secret is that fire makes me wet. Get it? If you start the stove, I'll say yes, chef. I want my carrot nose to get roasted AF. Drip candle wax until I blot And even then I will sleep on the wet spot Because it's me! Burn my little butt up That's the best approach Just roll me like a fatty and smoke me to the roach Come on baby, it's my birthday So you bring the candles I'll bring the cake Come on daddy, it's an Olaf bake Alright, there it is Uh, Fire makes me melt Bravo a Bravo. musical, the movie podcast exclusive. I could uh, hear it from Josh Gad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, like, I almost ruined it by insisting we stop and talk about your Josh Gad voice. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. How is, how is the Josh Gad? Beautiful. It? Because I, I really, yeah. I wasn't sure if I could do it. 10 it's for solid. 10. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You've really captured, uh, like where he puts his voice in his body. Yeah. The, yeah. Well, this is just for you guys. But while I was recording it, I had to do this a lot. I was sort of <laughs> popping my arms out a lot, just like a showman, you know, and that's sort of what makes the voice come out. Just... Yeah. <laughs> you had, you had jazz elbows. Yes. Jazz elbows. Exactly. Yes. Um, well, that uh, as good a time as any to remind you that all the songs we create here on Musical the Movie the Podcast are only available in one place, and that is our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumbfun, which is the Patreon for the whole Dumb Fun family of podcasts, Fanny Falls Demon Hunter, which is wrapping up soon, only three episodes left of that, uh, as well as 30 characters, which we're always having a fun December, we're doing real weird stuff, and our year-end episodes are right around the corner, uh, so check that out. And uh, let's let's uh, throw to you guys and see what you have to plug. Uh, Amanda, let's start with you. Yeah, I, I will plug um, my podcast, Mom and Pop Culture, which is my husband and I just talking about pop culture through a parenting lens. Um, I would also plug Frozen 2. 
I think it's pretty good. Yeah, they need some help. <laughs> I mean, I just want to see Disney not struggle. Yeah. <laughs> it's been hard out there. For Someone's got to talk yeah. for the little mouse. Right. Oh, man. Um, And then my last plug would be for your Patreon. Uh, I'm a patron. I think everybody else should be, too. I get those songs uh, on a semi-biweekly basis. Is that right? Uh, Well, we just say bi-weekly. Okay. (laughs) Semi-biweekly. Let me add another one. Uh, thank you very much we appreciate that and and can't you uh, we don't need to talk about it on the air i'll cut this out but you recently became a patron too and we appreciate that as oh well. yeah 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 my pleasure yeah you can you thank can you talk guys. about it. yeah uh yeah for no, whatever cut it out yeah. <laughs> 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 i don't want them to know yeah, yeah 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 no uh it's my pleasure yeah i enjoy uh enjoy these shows a lot it's not about that it's about you Ken. Yes. what do you have coming up uh so january 1st i'll be in chicago at the laugh factory for character assassinations roast of elon musk uh, I'm playing Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> I'm so excited uh, to be playing that character. <laughs> and then uh, we're bringing that show uh, to Louisville, Kentucky, uh, my hometown, uh, the 13th and 14th of January at Planet of the Tapes. And uh, yeah, follow uh, follow Character Assassination on uh, on Facebook uh, uh, for uh, find out where you can get uh, tickets uh, for those shows. Um, I also I wasn't or gonna... Instagram if you're not 50 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I assume we have an Instagram. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm like I'm, I'm pretty sure Andy has your Geo has Cities an... page. <laughs> I run that Instagram. Yeah, yeah, Andy, yeah. Oh, yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sure Andy's got that Instagram thing taken care of. Character but... assassination roasts on Instagram. Yes, and uh, www.angelfire. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, because roasts. We should have done an angel fire. Get Andy. Get us an angel fire. Uh, I, I, well, I, man, we had to get Geo Cities for both slash IL and slash KY. <laughs> Wow. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't going to uh plug this cuz uh my my podcast has been uh discontinued since covid but uh since pixels got brought up early in the podcast uh <laughs> uh my uh my wife Against uh, all odds. Yeah, right. Uh my wife Lauren Klein and my uh friend Craig Williams and myself uh have a podcast called Kill Screen Cinemas where we talked about uh video game movies. Uh it's a lot of fun. That's still Ooh, up. Fun. Uh on uh on apple podcast so yeah check it out uh if you want to hear us talk about pixels for an hour and a half uh yeah (laughs) it's very fun it's uh, i mean obviously lauren is your wife is such a character and hearing her be a foil for you and craig's nerdier tendencies is is the perfect balance yeah she's she's, yeah she makes the podcast what it is for sure (laughs) would love to have you guys on together i think i have you penciled in to maybe come and talk about singing in the rain or something that would be great um yeah uh staff what about you uh i would like to plug going for a walk on a winter beach it's very <laughs> otherworldly yeah yeah yeah. i'd use those words too mars specifically <laughs> <laughs> i feel like that's really the soul of frozen um i'd also like to plug fanny falls demon hunter it wow. is um just like a true joy and i know that i am a biased uh reviewer but like it makes me guffaw every time i listen to it um, and I'm not like a comedy person, so that's you can. <laughs> it, it has it, this is me appealing to the broader audiences. I just think it's um, it's a delight. It's truly a delight. Why'd you say comedy the way that my mom says black? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just mention as well that uh, uh, I'll also be on the Rose of Elon Musk in Chicago and Louisville as uh, Steve Jobs. I'll be hosting. Uh, as Steve Jobs, and uh, it's going to be a re- very fun show in both cities. 
Um, and uh, I'll I'll be at the Laugh Factory other times throughout the month. Just you know what? Follow uh, me and Steph both on Twitter. Uh, Storps Mop is is Steph spelled the normal way, and I'm uh, Andy Andy Fleming. <laughs> uh two andy's one m in fleming and uh and just uh tweet at us let us know what musicals you want us to talk about tell us whatever you want about the show uh we love it or get off twitter and send us an instagram dm because it's a uh garbage fire there <laughs> uh well uh you guys kent amanda two of our favorite people Truly? in the world thank you for thank being you. here thank you this is such a delight um, i want to talk about movies with y'all forever I know yeah. I say that every time. I mean it every time. <laughs> um, thank you guys so much. Uh, I, I guess, Steph, we haven't 100% confirmed this, but our, our next movie, let's, let's, let's... How are you gonna pay? How are you gonna pay? <laughs> Rocky Horror Picture Show! Rocky Horror Picture... Yeah, right? Yeah. It's, it's Rent. Rent oh, 2005 rent. or 6. My bad. Whatever it is. My bad. Uh, find it on Adele Netflix Dezim. or whatever it is. A true yeah, Christmas wow, wow. movie. Back to back adult disease. I know. <laughs> Can you believe? Uh, yeah, Rent is going to be our, our our first uh podcast episode of 2023. Uh have a well, I guess you already had a, a, a happy Christmas. So have a happy new year and uh and we will see you in 2023. We'll see you then. Thanks, guys. Bye buds. Yay. Bye. Musical the movie the podcast. Musical the movie the podcast. Musical the movie the podcast with Andy and Steph. Bon dom.